Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. Hi, good afternoon. Happy Hump Day. Uh, We're broadcasting from the surface of the sun south, because that's what it feels like when you walk outside. Combined with humidity, uh, you can't be outside more than five minutes and you're soaking. I changed shirts four times the other day. That's how bad it is right now. I want to take a moment to reflect and... uh, Pass out condolences to ZZ Top, Dusty Hill, one of the founding members in the bass guitar. He has passed today at the age of 72. That little old band from Texas just lost a major legend. Uh, If you don't like ZZ Top, please turn off the broadcast now uh, because you're not going to like anything else I say from the rest of the hour. You know, today I sit back and and I've I've come back from a vacation, had a week to go through. We had Congressman Bruce Westerman on, which, by the way, thank you for all the positive comments and email and feedback that we had on that. Uh, We enjoy having him on. We've got other great guests lined up. Next week, we've got some folks coming in from the owner-operator driver association, that independent driver association. We're going to spend some more time talking on infrastructure. As a matter of fact, um, you need to put in a call to Senator Kristen Sinema. Democrat from Arizona, and tell her thank you for putting the kibosh on a sinful amount of infrastructure spending. Now, that doesn't mean everything's done, but she's taken a step where the PRO Act is now one step back. And uh, and that's kind of what I want to get into today is fear. I don't want to say fear lines and, and, and sex tape, but fear lines and, and the, the use of abuse of power on the government by cowardice and by just absolute usurpation of power. And I'm going to draw some, some parallels, and I'm frustrated with it. And I know a lot of people out there, I'm a conservative fellow, and I don't pour gas on liberals, but now if you're a commie, I'm, I'm going to run you out of the country. Right? And we do have, we are under attack by communists, and uh, we're in the middle of a war. It's a soft war right now, but make no mistake, we're in the middle of a war. Uh, whether it gets involved and we have further loss of life and actual casualties remains to be seen how, how much the, uh, the idiots and the commies want to ratchet it up. Um, but I will tell you this, one of the things that we have to deal with is the political fronts. And I'm sick and tired of the Republican Party, who are supposed to be the bastions of conservative, and let's be honest, the platform is fine. Uh, a lot of the leaders suck who is well. And I I will say that across the board on a federal level and on states level. Now, what do I mean by that? I am sick and tired of watching when the electorate hands over victories and expects results. And the first thing that we see is reconciliation with the side that we simply don't want governing us. By that, I mean they're afraid to do what is necessary to govern by their party platform and to follow what the elected masses are asking for. I'm sick to death of it. I'm sick of these whiners saying, well, 
we have to have chivalry in politics because the other side does it. Let me tell you something. The other side doesn't do it because, number one, they've got a meaner streak than you. They actually have goals, and they know you're a bunch of wusses. And they take advantage of it. I don't like most of the Democrat policies, but I'll tell you something I admire. I admire their ferocity. I admire their tenacity. I admire the fact that they will take no prisoners, whether they're in the elected majority or not. They don't look at election losses as taking away power from them. They look at it as an inconvenience that they deal with. Doubt what I'm saying? Go, go back and look at any elected Republican majorities in the last 10 years, and there's been a lot of them, and look at what the Democrats did. Well, you need to reach across the aisle with us. We, we represent a lot of people out there. But when the roles reverse, we don't. elections have consequences. That's the first thing they'll tell you. I don't have a problem with them being ferocious. I think it's, I'll be honest, for me, it's an admirable trait. I just don't like the policies. But I'm sick and tired of wimpy Republican winos. That's a whiny rhino who don't have the absolute intestinal fortitudes, nads, spine, whatever you want to call it, to do what's right. Let's start on the federal level, shall we? All right, this nonsense going on in this January 6th commission. Oh, my God. Do you know that all nine members that are on that commission, and two, including the two rhinos that are on that, they all voted for impeachment of President Trump? What a farce. And Adam Kinzinger, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> what a wuss. Be a man. You can't be a man, resign your position. By the way, let me make something pr pretty clear. Um, I come from a generation. Here's when you were allowed to cry, okay? When your mama died. If you lost a sibling. If your wife died. If your child died. Notice I didn't say if your dad died. You weren't allowed to cry if your dad died. Because you normally were promoted to the man of the house, and you weren't allowed to do that. So that's the generation I grew up in. And you know what? I still subscribe to that. I don't care about your feelings. There's an adjective I'd like to put before that, but I like to keep this clean. I don't care. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> it was the worst thing since this war. 1812. Really? Somebody give that wiener the best actor award for being a political wuss and yank his ass out of Congress. My God, what a disgrace. And I'm going to tell you something. Those police officers that are sitting there going, oh, well, we've got PTSD. And the one officer that said, well, I've been called a racial slur by Trump supporters. I would like for you to show the body cam footage of these racial slurs being hailed at you by Trump supporters. I'm sorry. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. And I'll tell you why. For one simple reason. Trump supporters, they're black. They're white. They're brown. They're yellow. Heck, they might even be purple and pink polka dot. I don't know, but they don't do that. They simply don't. So unless you can show the body cam footage of that happening, you're full of beans. Oh, and by the way, I saw the photograph of you and Miss Pelosi or Madam Drinker, as I like to call her. I kind of think that may be tampering with an, a tampering with a uh, 
a witness, but we'll get to that later. And why is this allowed to even be going on? Why are we even having this farce? Because the Republicans in Congress don't have the spine to stand up and stop it. They don't have the spine to say, you know what, if we're going to have this commission, how about let's go back and have a summer of 2020, the summer of love commission, and look at all of the riots going around the country, all of the BLM riots, all of the Antifa riots, uh, things that were happening outside of the White House, real people getting killed, and do an investigation into that, and all of the Democrats supporting those riots. That's what needs to happen. Let's make it clear. There was only one person that died on January 6th. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. She died from a D.C. cop. If she was black or a man, it would have been all over the place. But she was a MAGA supporter. Make America great again. If you have a problem making America great again, please leave as soon as possible. Now, if we want to talk about the definitions of what makes America great, I'm all for it. But if you want us to be one part of one world government, it's just not going to happen. There's too many people that are going to fight you tooth and nail, and it's not going to be pretty. But this January 6th commission nonsense is happening because the elected Republicans who are not following the party platform don't have the spine to make this stop. Now, look, I'm not saying you would be successful, but unless uh, the only person I'm hearing right now is Jim Jordan. There's a few that are out there raising it. But unless the collective group of you are out there raising absolute hell and say, this is a farce, we're not going to put up with this. This commission is worthless until we get the other one and we'll do our own investigation and we get to select the members. We don't have to put up with hand-selected rhinos. The fact that that was even allowed, I mean, come on, Kevin McCarthy, you're, you're about as strong as a popcorn fart. I mean, really? Folks, people want leadership. They want you to fight, even if you lose. They want you to fight. But they want the effort. You know what they're seeing right now? They're seeing no effort because guess what? The topic of COVID is coming back up and masks and forced vaccine and shutdowns and all this crap that we've went through. Where is the Republican Party in the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate? Why are they not as a collective group banging on the media's doors, getting on Zoom, getting on every form of social media, every alternative form of social media outside of Facebook and Twitter, like, I don't know, Gab, Rumble, Parler, 24-7 denouncing this. I think we know why. They're a bunch of spineless cowards. Now, are they all spineless cowards? No, there's a few that aren't. But the majority are. They don't have the guts to come up with it. And I got to tell you something. We're sick of it. We're sick of seeing this. Sick of seeing, well, yes, I'll go do this and I'll go do that. Don't care if you're a man or a woman. And then going to D.C. and doing just the opposite. And I know why it is. I do understand part of the, the psyche that happens. I ran as a congressional candidate once, had to drop out of the race, but I went to D.C., it's like a palace. It warps your sense of who you are. 
And then the first thing they do is say, you need to start working on your funding for your next election. If America knew how much work was spent on funding elections on both sides of the aisle, by the way, this is not exclusive to Republicans, it would make you vomit. And I think Washington, D.C. would have a real insurrection with pitchforks and torches by tens of millions of people on both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. I'm sick of this crap. If you remember, and I'm going to date myself, there was a show, a movie called Network back in the 70s, I think 76. And one of the anchors came on and said, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's where that saying came from, by the way, if you're just wondering. Well, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. All right, folks, we're up against a hard break. This is Darren Yancey. You're listening to the Information Edge. We're going to pay a few bills. I'm going to get a drink of water. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. Rage against the machine. That's kind of what today's subject is about. Fear, lies using government, giving you some examples of the federal level. I'm not going to go into the Democratic examples because (laughs) they're all over the place. But you know what I mean? And again, I'm not mad at the Democrats for using the power that they have been granted through election or in one case, usurption. Let's be blunt, folks. They outsmarted our ass in 2020. Okay. They did. They outsmarted us. Now, I'm not certain that all this stuff is going to be permanent. Because right now, I think with with the performance (laughs) 
if you look at the performance of Joe Biden, I think Democrats are going, oh, my God, what have we done? What have we put in the White House? We, we, we didn't want this. I think the audits may be everybody would go, well, maybe this is a way to correct a mistake. The reality is. Let's talk about the audits for a second, because that's another area that the Republicans screwed the pooch on. Absolutely screwed the pooch on. Now, I think a bunch of them were in on it, if you want my truth. I think that's part of the reason we haven't heard them is because I think they like it. Stop and think of all the hundreds of billions of dollars that we spend in federal aid around the globe. What do you want to bet that if we traced every dollar that came into a country and then what went out, how much of that goes back into congressional members' pockets? Do I have a shred of proof to back that up? No, I'm just throwing that out there. I'd like for someone to do it because I think it's the greatest Ponzi scheme in the world. I have a feeling if we shut off all this foreign aid, I don't think we, I think we, there'd be some impact globally, but I don't think there'd be that much that they say, oh, well, the world will fall apart. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Money is what has kept the swamp together. And I think that was a collective effort in November when they're discovering ballots, or they're now near discovering, when they're now admitting that there were mail-in ballots that have no creases in the ballot. You have to audit because what that means is, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't mailed in. A true mail-in ballot, and I know I've been an election judge many, many times, is folded up, put into an envelope, put into the mail, gets a postmark, gets delivered, gets opened, and it has crinkles and folds along with other identification that goes with it. If it was simply a 8 by 11 clean sheet of paper with print, it's a fraudulent ballot. And anybody that says differently is either a fraud themselves or an absolute and complete moron. Take your choice. And now that there's admissions of this coming out, you have to go back and audit key states. I'm not certain, quite honestly, folks, that we don't have to go back and audit every state that used automated processes. Because this isn't just about the presidency. If we had ballots that were false ballots that impacted other races, we don't know that our members of Congress are accurate. And I'm tired of being told by media outlets that we can't talk about this, that we can't question this. If this was the most secure election in history, then as a Democrat, you would want to say, go ahead, go verify it. Do all the audits. You're gonna, we're going to win anyways. Go do what you need to do. That's what the posturing should be. And if the results come out that way, so be it. But I think the fact that we know now that there's illegal votes that are tabulated in these ballots that impact the presidency and other offices. You have to look at what can be done. Now, everybody says, well, there's no constitutional grounds for this. We can't go back and do this. Well, first off, we don't have to have constitutional grounds to correct election fraud. And that's what it is, by the way. 
If ballots came in that were not accurate, it's election fraud. And it falls under Article 4 in the Constitution. It is the state's territory, period. I was reading shortly ago that this jackass, Merrick Garland, is coming out and saying uh, he might sue states returning to pre-pandemic voting regulations. Under what authority, Merrick? Just because you feel like it? Just because you think you got it? Where are the Republicans on this challenging this man's comments? Cowards. Absolute freaking cowards. Get a pair, grow a spine, or resign. We can appoint someone that will do better if you can't do the job that you were elected to do. Elections were granted by the Constitution to the states. That's a tenth and ninth and tenth amendment issue. Do you want to know why Joe Biden hasn't issued national masking or mandatory vaccines? Because he doesn't have the legal right, ladies and gentlemen. Let me read something from you. Okay? It's called the 14th Amendment. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Keyword there, citizens. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. The reason it says state, that is a right that has been granted to the states by the federal government when we were drafting our Constitution. The DOJ has no freaking authority here. That's why H.R. 1 and its evil Senate companion, SR1, okay, they've temporarily died. It's not dead. They want to change voting laws where the states are out. Well, guess what? That requires a constitutional amendment where two-thirds of the states have to ratify that. If they don't ratify it, it's not law unless we allow it to become law. Would you like an example when we had our heads up our ass and let that happen? I'll give you a great example. It's called the Patriot Act. Go and read the Patriot Act. It shreds certain sections of the Constitution. But we were just caught up in our emotions. We had our head way up our rectum, and we didn't require it to be, go up to a state's vote where we had enough time to cool back and go, whoa, do we really want to give this power? That's why it comes up for renewal, and it's not a permanent law because it's not legal. You better write that one down and look at the date when it comes up and be sure that it gets voted out. That's why you cannot allow HR1 or SR1 or whatever they come up with afterwards to become law. And if it becomes law, it must be challenged and it must be a constitutional amendment or it must be ignored, period. But it takes courage from one side. And right now we're seeing no courage. As a matter of fact, we're seeing people running from the fight. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush right now, and I realize that. Not every senator is a coward in the Republican Party, not every House member, but the majority of you are. That's fact. You're a bunch of worthless cowards. And we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. Expect your happy asses to be primaried and replaced. It's that simple. It could happen. 
and here's another problem that I that the Republican Party has is this image of pitting Republicans against other Republicans. Case in point. Congressional District 6, which used to be Joe Barton's district. Thank God he retired. I loved Joe for a long time, but he was way past. Ron Wright was elected to that position. Ron Wright caught COVID because Ron had some health issues, and Ron died earlier in the year. Ron's wife, you heard me right, Ron's wife ran for the position. Was she the most qualified person? Probably not. Would she be a bad person? No, not at all. But there was a lot of people that got in that primary. President Trump's advisors, and we know he's made some mistakes because, unfortunately, what we found out in the last four years, we knew there was a swamp. We just didn't know how wide and how deep it was. Matter of fact, I don't think we still know how wide or how deep this son of a bitch is. We do know it's out there. And they advised him to endorse her right out front, regardless of the candidates. Well, guess what happened? People came out and did some elections, and they happened to, they, they, the, the people that were won in the primary was her and a Republican House member called Jake Elsey, who was not a bad person. Then they were going to do a runoff. Well, guess what? Elsey took the runoff. And this is like shaking up things. Oh, my God. Oh, Trump picked somebody wrong. Oh, my God. This, does this mean that the Republicans are losing clout? Oh, dear God. No, what it means is the people, when they voted, said, we're not going to put a Democrat in this district under any certain terms. And they picked the top two Republicans. Then when cooled off, they said, okay. Hmm. Miss Wright, we think you're a nice person, but we're going to go with someone that's got some legislative experience, even if it's on the state level. We think we're a little more comfortable with that. Is that a knock against former President Trump for getting behind it? No. But I'm reading articles right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, he might, if, if he picks another loser, well, well, we just don't know if we're going to have any clout anymore. You bunch of blithering idiots. You still don't get it. The American electric is not a bunch of morons. That doesn't mean there are not morons walking amongst us. But we're simply not a big group of idiots. We have the capacity for thinking for ourselves, doing research, making cognitive statements, and making decisions. In the Congressional District 6 race, the people, after they cooled back, said, okay, we think we're going to go with a, with a former Texas House member that has some experience, nothing against Mrs. Wright, we think we like this person better at this time. That's not a knock on former President Trump. That doesn't mean some other stuff. I'll tell you right now, the president has come out and endorsed my governor, Greg Abbott. Same man that appointed me to the Brazos River Authority and same man who abandoned me during my Senate appointment. We're going to have a podcast on that one, but I'm going to wait till we get past Sendai. I will tell you right now, I support Alan West. It's not that I hate Greg Abbott. I just think he's done some screwed up things. And I think the president jumped in and endorsed too far in advance. Does that mean I don't like President Trump? Does that mean I don't want him endorsing? No, but he's not going to get them all right. He's not Karnak. 
but I'm tired of the Republican spinelessness. Absolutely tired about it. All right, folks, we're up against a hard break. I'm going to take a, take a break here, get some water, stretch, because my blood pressure is up right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the idiocy, and I mean pure idiocy, going on in my state at the Capitol. And uh, you'll be able to draw some conclusions from it as well. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. This is Darren Yancey. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey, and I'm raging against the machine today. Before I get on the state level, I want to get back to this thing with what they're doing right now, trying to bring this quote-unquote Delta variant out. Um Okay, first off, you do understand that the CDC has flip-flopped more than a fish out of water. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Now they're saying that the vaccinated need to wear masks indoors. Really? What's the purpose of getting the vaccination? Uh, they're saying if you've had COVID, you should get vaccinated. Well, I had COVID back when it came out in January 2020. I sick for a week, got over it. No, I'm not getting a vaccine shot. First off, understand, here's what the vaccine is. It is an mRNA shot that is designed to adapt your DNA to the virus 
so that you would have immunity from it. That is a fact. Don't believe me? Look it up. Now, by knowing that, what that means is it may work with your body. And I think probably for a lot of folks it will. But there's some people that it's going to have a reaction with. That could be a mild reaction or it could kill you. What's not being reported in the news is over 50,000 people that have died from taking the COVID vaccine. Now, I'm not saying anybody's out there to intentionally kill them. But let's look at the facts. The media last year suppressed HCQ and ZPAC as a treatment, even though HCQ had been out for decades treating lupus patients, they lied and said it cannot be taken. Doctors were threatened. Well, now we know that enough of this has passed. They're like, we're not going to put up with this crap anymore. We know the facts are coming out. HCQ is extremely effective. Why do you need a vaccine when you've got a treatment? Here's the other, here's the other reality. We know that of the reported COVID deaths last year, only 6% were actually COVID deaths. Do you know that you cannot get a statistic for what the flu deaths are for this season? Flu normally kills between 36 and 50,000 people a year every year in the United States. We didn't shut down the country for the flu. And if it killed that many, you know it got substantially more. Usually around 300 to 500,000 people annually get the flu. And what is corona? It is an upper respiratory infection. If you are over 70, if you've got an underlying health condition, if you have a combination of them, you got to look at this. Do I take a vaccine? Do I wear a mask? Those are personal choices. But when the flat-out facts are that most Americans that get it that fall under those categories have got a high rate of success, like 97 to 98%, why in the hell are we talking mandatory vaccines? First off, understand, like I said in the last segment, the federal government does not have the authority to force you to do a vaccine. That's why they push those type of responsibilities to the states. And I read you your 14th Amendment rights. The states don't have a right to mandate a vaccine on you. Even if in a state constitution they give a judge a right to do something, that constitutional Amendment is incorrect. Would you like me to give you a specific example? I'll give you a a specific example. Guess what? Today, we had the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, because we are a licensee, send out something concerning the Texas House Bill 957. What they wanted was a clarification of federal law versus state law. And it's important to know that. The feds have no right to mandate a vaccine on you. Okay, and the 14th Amendment prohibits the states from doing it. You understand what I'm saying? You've got rights here. Don't forfeit your rights. But when there is a an issue of clarification, they'll go through and they'll issue something. Here's what they came out with. Texas has passed House Bill 957, which has generated questions from industry members as to how this state law may affect them when engaged in the firearms business. House Bill 957 claims to exempt silencers that are manufactured in Texas, which remain in Texas from federal firearms and regulations. However, because HB 957 directly conflicts with federal firearms laws and regulations, federal law supersedes HB 957. And you know what? It's 100% correct. Why? Because the Second Amendment is a federal issue. 
Now, they allow the states to do certain regulation, but at the end of the day, the Second Amendment is a federal issue, and it's a granted right in our Constitution. So understand the Constitution is the governing law. Even though these mouthpieces that get out here, well, the Constitution doesn't mean this. It, deep down in their heart of hearts, they know what the Constitution reads, and they know when it comes down to the interpretation, they're going to lose. That's why Joe Biden hasn't come out with any type of mandatory vaccination or mandatory uh, masking. He could do it for federal employees because they fall under the guise of the federal government. He could do that for them. And he could do anything where the federal government has regulatory. He could come out with that. That's why you can't give these bastards any more power than they've already got. The only way Joe Biden could ever come out with a mandated vaccine or mask is if he declared martial law because of the health condition of the nation. And we are nowhere near anywhere near where that man could call martial law. That's why it's not being done. At the end of the day, nobody can mandate this. Nobody can force you to take an unapproved vaccine. And now look, the FDA is not my favorite federal agency. I think they are in the hip pocket of big pharma. So let me make that declarative statement right now. Having said that, they're not going to put their approval on a drug that can come back and bite them in the ass. They're just not going to do it. Is any of these drugs FDA approved? The answer is no, they're not. Even though White House Press Secretary Ms. Saki, Hacky Saki, has said that they are because she has, they're not. They're still, still experimental. All the bugs aren't worked out. I'm not saying the companies want to put something out there that doesn't, but they don't know all of the bugs. They've been given an exemption of liability from the federal government. The federal government, due to its status as a government agency, has no immunity. So if you take this drug and it mutates you or it causes you to have side effects or it kills you, you have no recourse. Period. So why aren't the Republicans raging against this every time? I mean, you're seeing it happen at the state level. Not as much as you should, though. It's only one state I know that's out in front on every one, and it's not my state. I wish, I wish it was. It's Florida, Ron DeSantis. And right now, make no mistake, Florida is a, uh, a burr in the backside of Joe Biden because DeSantis is out there basically giving Biden the middle finger, and there's nothing Biden can do about it. Every state should be doing that. So the reality is, before you go get the jab, know the facts. Make your own decision. But nobody can force you to take this. Now, if you work with a federal government agency, that's a different story. If you're in the free enterprise market and your employer says you go take the jab or you don't have a job, I would be talking to a lawyer because I think they're going to go down in flames on that one. I can tell you this. We're going to be opening up some operations. I am not going to force it on anybody because I damn sure don't want to be the one that forces it on someone who dies as a result. And I'm going to tell you right now, until they get all of the bugs worked out, that's what's going to happen. People are going to die. I'm not, I'm not saying everybody's going to die. If you look at the number of, of vaccinated, the number of deaths, it's pretty low. I mean, they may have gotten most of it right. 
And maybe it's just eventually a year from now, hey, if you've had COVID, here's the side effects, blah, blah, blah. But you still have a choice. Don't think otherwise. All right, enough of that rambling. Now, we're running up close on this segment, but I want to start with more stupidity and more things that really irritate me of what's happening between Democrats and Republicans on a state level. Now, you probably have heard recently that my state, uh, we had, oh, basically the Democrats said, (laughs) we're not going to sit around and debate election reform, silly rabbit. We're going to leave the state. And they did. Here's why. In the state of Texas, we have a form of Robert's rule of order in the House and the Senate where you have to have a certain number of members present to have a quorum. If you do not have that number present, you cannot conduct legislative activities. Therefore, the Democrats, knowing this rule, and this, by the way, this isn't the first time these, uh, this party's done this. This isn't the first time. Um, when you violate that quorum and you leave, basically that particular body of the either upper or lower chamber, in this case the House, they can't do anything. They're basically spinning around wasting taxpayer dollars. Now, you might ask, well, how did this happen in the first place? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. The Speaker of the House, gentleman by the name of Dade Phelan, who is starting to remind me of a speaker that we spent a lot of time and, and, and effort getting rid of a few years ago by the name of Joe Strauss. He's starting to remind me a lot of Joe Strauss. Joe Strauss was a Speaker of the Texas House, quote, unquote, Republican, uh, put a lot of Democrats in power of certain committees, energy being one of them. And one of the reasons we have shut down a lot of coal plants in Texas in the last 10 years and have more wind than we've had, which is I don't have a problem having the wind. I didn't like shutting down the coal plants is because of Democrats he had on committees in power and in charge of those. And now we're paying the price in those decisions by having power outages during the summer. Didn't have that 10, 15 years ago. Well, Mr. Phelan did the same thing during this legislative session, put a lot of Democrats in very powerful positions, which that's fine. Okay, that's his choice. Sit down and talk. There's a gentleman by the name of Terry Canales. Uh, He's a a Democrat out of District 40. He's the House Transportation Chair. I've interviewed the guy on my Friday show. Happened to like Terry. Good man. Have no problem with him being Transportation Chair. And Terry didn't leave the state. The problem is Mr. Phelan put too much power in the minority elected position during the regular session and election integrity was not able to get done. Now, that wasn't the only one. There are other bills that were out there that didn't get done, but it was one of the key ones. And even though we have paper ballots and we do a lot of things by hand and we don't have the issues of the mechanized other states, we still had issues we've got to work through. Mr. Phelan allowed this to happen. All right, folks, we're going to take our final break. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. I'll finish that declarative statement when we come right back. Don't go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. 
It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the final segment of the Information Edge. Uh, We'll wrap things up with some of the stupidity going on uh, with Republicans and Democrats in my home state. Please don't let this happen in your state. Use what we're doing as an example Uh, I can tell you this right now, there's a lot of Republicans that are going to be primaried because they didn't get the job done during the regular session uh, and allowed this. The Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan, is the top of the list. He messed this up. It could have been, should have been done during the regular session, and it didn't. And what happens is the governor will call a special session. Now, Governor Abbott said he'll continue to call special sessions until the cows come home, until they come in and meet and get this done. So the game is going to go away. Now, Speaker Phelan came out and said, well, we're, we're going to issue warrants. And by golly, if you, if you don't get back here, we're going to arrest you when you do. Okay. I liked it personally. I think he should have done it. You know, the other thing should have been done should have stripped them of all committee chairs, co-chairs, any privileges. They should have been stripped of that the day they left Texas. Would you like to know if that's happened? Would you like to take a guess? Guess is in the squat. No committee assignments have been stripped of any Democrat that left the state. And understand something, folks. Unlike, I'll say, I'm, I've been beating up on the Republicans in Congress. I'm going to prop them up a little bit. There are some Republicans that are in Congress in those committees that have been fighting 
even though they've been fighting a losing battle, trying to get amendments to these bills. I know you're going to lose right now. Don't stop the effort. But they didn't basically pick up their marbles and say, we're not playing the game because we just don't like it. They're staying in there and fighting. The Democrats in the state of Texas uh, have shown to be the lowest form of cowardly, slithering slime on the planet because they have abdicated their duty that they were elected to do rather than sitting in Texas and putting forth their amendments and putting forth their arguments. They are shutting down the process. Shutting down the process. So let me tell you what's happened in the last few days. There was a particular Democrat, state rep Philip Cortez out of San Antonio, that had been in D.C., returned to the Texas Capitol. Okay? But then there was a report that a few days, he'd gone back to, to D.C. How did that happen, you say? Thought he was supposed to be arrested, you say. Did Cortez slip out the window of a Capitol bathroom? Get airlifted by a stealthy helicopter? No, nothing so dramatic. House Speaker Dade Phelan simply gave him permission to leave. I'm sorry, what the hell did I just say? Dade Phelan gave him the permission to leave. This is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Had the roles been reversed and there was a Democrat Speaker of the House and the Republicans left, I promise you they'd have bloodied them in every political way when they came back. And you know what? That had my approval to do so. This gutless, spineless coward who must be primaried and removed did nothing. Nothing. This despite, of course, the call of the House requiring all members to be present on the chamber floors. This is a slow motion train wreck, folks. <laughs> it's a slow motion train wreck. By the way, this gentleman, Cortez, he was appointed by Phelan to serve as chairman of the House Urban Affairs Committee. And Mr. Cortez still holds that position. Why has he not been stripped of that? I do not know. Oh, but it gets better. It gets better. This fecal matter matinee takes on a new one. If it wasn't frustrating enough, imagine the surprise of Rep. Cortez when Phelan, after he let him go, issues an arrest warrant for him. I'll say that again. After Dade Phelan, the Republican Speaker of the House of the state of Texas, let Mr. Cortez, Democrat of San Antonio, Chairman of the House Urban Affairs Committee, not been stripped, gives him permission to go back after he gets increasing pressure from voters and other lawmakers, he issues an arrest warrant. <laughs> and the warrant wasn't issued until Cortez was back in D.C. You can't make this stuff up. You just can't. And by the way, the warrant, it was written specifically to have no effect, uh, effect out of Texas. Do you see the problem we got here? And I know other states that have red legislatures, you've got the same problem. I'm just using my state as an example of the problem we have within the parties. 
the Republicans either are too damn nice or have no spine. In this particular case, I, I, I don't know if it's a combination or it's just buddy. Don't know, and I really don't care. Here's something else. Interestingly enough, no other arrest warrants have been issued for any of the other obstructionist Democrats. None. Only for Cortez. And that was after Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared on live TV that Democrats returning to Texas will be arrested. Yet none have been. And yes, Cortez is still a committee chair. Chair. Let that sink in. That's how messed up I've got things going on in this particular state. <laughs> and folks, you, you just can't make this stuff up. Now, my goal in every broadcast is to come up to identify a problem and come up with a solution. I think the problem's been deeply identified. And I may be talking about Texas on a state level, but it applies to many, many other states. We have the wrong people representing us. I know what part of the problem is. Part of the problem is perception of what you go through as a candidate to become elective. Back in May, I did a show on the uh, building blocks of the political hierarchy. And having been in that position, I will tell you, it's not easy. Yes, you get exposed. Yes, sometimes they come after your family. But there are good men and women out there that need to step up. Because the only solution to our problem is ourselves. We have to put better people in the elective process. Now, federally, we're close. We need an Article 5 convention and just start over because we're reaching a point where it ain't going to be an insurrection. It's going to be a civil war if, they, if, if the things continue the way they are. I don't want that. Most people don't want it, but I'm telling you it's going to go there. I would rather negotiate a breakup of the Republic and let's be 50 Republics that live and kiss. And you want to do this, you want to do this. It's great. I haven't given up because I know 2022 is around on the state side. It's a whole different animal, but people have to step up. You have to step up. You have to be a person that's willing to go out and do the right thing. Because right now, one side lacks intestinal fortitude and the other side is becoming communist. And that's not what America is about. So my solution today is you. Become the one that helps go through. Well, I'm out of time today. I appreciate you listening. I hope this message has been informative. I hope it's been a little educational, and I hope it's been a little entertaining. And I thank you for putting up with my rage against the machine today. I'll be back next week with another message. And in the interim, Please don't text and drive. Take care of yourself. Love one another. And even though we got a lot of problems, America is still the greatest country on the face of, of the planet. Have a great week. This has been Darren Yancey from the Information Edge. Talk to you next week. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then.